0: We got some issue. I'm Thomas. I'm Taryn. All right, and we back with season two, episode what? Two. All right, this is going to be a live, turnt-up episode. Probably one of my favorite things to do. We got our special guest, our homegirl, the our one and only. Our first guest ever. Our first guest ever, Ronisha. Where Hi. you from? Where you from?
1: <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee. Ah, okay, she being Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she being shy right now, but yeah. Um, So yeah, so Ronisha's here with us today. Um, We're super excited about it. Um, Renisha has a blog and she's a floral designer. She's like a renaissance woman.
0: She's a renaissance woman. So yeah, she's, she's on the show with us today. We rocking out for y'all, you know, show some love in the comments for her and everything. What are we talking about today?
1: Um, well, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. So Thomas hates St. Patrick's Day. Um, and we
0: wanted to talk about that a little bit. So St. Patrick's Day, I guess I got a little bit of qualm. I'm going to be short on this. I'm going to be short on this one. My my number one my number one problem with Saint pa- Saint Patrick's Day is, <sighs> <laughs> the black people go so hard celebrating Saint Patrick's Day, yeah, and they're not Irish, not but any. I guess if I was to compare, I don't see Irish people during Black History Month doing yeah, anything, that's sure. <laughs> true, you know, uh, or white people during Black History Month. Uh, yeah. June. What, what what did you just name? Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Um, can you educate us a little bit?
2: Juneteenth is the day that f- slaves were released or were freed by Abraham Lincoln, and so Juneteenth is like an amazing day for us. We are supposed to be able to celebrate that day. Uh, however, we don't celebrate that day, but we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, right?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: Green from head to toe.
0: So yeah, that that I probably that's probably my biggest qualm with it is like. We as black people we'll put so much we set trends. We make everything cool. We we are the pop culture icons as far as race. We we set everything up. We we validate everything. But we're we're constant consumers. Like yeah. we, don't, mm-hmm. we don't we don't we'll 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 be so quick to jump and delve in other people's things instead of investing in our own. And that's just one way, like you'll you'll see us dawn all green and go super hard for Saint Patty's mm-hmm. Day and rock out for it. I'm like, yo, them same people don't say, show the same pride for any of our holidays. So I, I guess that's really my my biggest like pet peeve with it. Like mm-hmm. I just I just and I'm sorry about people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I always talk about us because I love us the most. So uh, that's just that's just my qualm. I'm, I'm, I, a, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I, I think what black people do. I think is we crave so much to be a part of a culture. Like I think that's at least black Americans. I'll say like we miss that aspect and I guess because of slavery and being stripped and everything like we really miss that part of like what's our own so but we kind of adapt to everybody but
2: we're the standard like the crazy part about us being African Americans are is that we made the standard we mm-hmm. gave we gave the foundation to mm-hmm. be great yes. mm-hmm. like you look at the the Kardashians and I love to use them as an example these women have become amazing women because they like black people Mm-hmm. they've taken the box braid and said, yeah. oh my God, like, I have something perfect. Yeah. It's the box braid. You've been doing French braids since we were kids. Right, and it was called and, ghetto. Right, and so <laughs> when it was the box braid, French braid, when you was a kid, it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. But now that here you have the Kardashians doing it, it's like, oh my God, I'm I'm, I'm somebody. I got a Kardashian braid. Like,
0: mm-hmm. what? But, but let me ask y'all both this question. Who is that more on? Is, is that more on us as black people or is that other people, other cultures just saying, I I approve it coming from the car, car, people who look like Kardashians, but I don't approve it from y'all. I think it's both because I think it's, I guess the new word now is the cultural
1: appropriation, but I think it's on us because we, and we kind of play into that too about looking to the white race or a race other than us to kind of identify ourselves or kind of validate us, I guess. Like, It's like, okay, but yeah, you know, we did it first, but it's like, okay, well, what are we doing to make sure that we're getting the credit for it? Like, we don't do that. Like, it's not like we still sit up here watching the Kardashians just like the white girl, Chinese girl, and the Hispanic girl. When we was the ones with the hoop earrings, the braids, and the nose rings, that was considered ghetto 15, 20 years ago. Right. But we don't hold ourselves accountable. We still feed into it just like everybody else. And
2: not to mention we want to feel wanted. Yep. African-Americans love to want to feel wanted. Mm -hmm. We get to a point where we feel like, oh my God, like I did this. I did this. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they want to take, they don't want to take ownership for what they did. Right. They just Mm -hmm. want to be in the crowd and say, I did it, but I, I did it. Like yeah. they want to question what they did. Mm-hmm. In reality, you set the trend. Yep, you were a girl with the big booty and the big tits, mm-hmm. and you was that you were that chick. Right, but it was a thing back in the day when they had skinny minis, and mm-hmm. I, yep. I used to
0: watch uh, 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 the old school shows growing up, like uh, Nick at Night and all that. Mm-hmm. And for a woman to have a shapely. Body like the little black and white shows that was like oh your butt's getting big mm-hmm. it, it was not it a was good negative thing.
1: yeah a big like butt getting
0: fat and big stuff. butt back in the day was bad but big butt now gets you 150 thousand Instagram followers mm-hmm. so I mean that's just the trend that changed but it's it's African American women always have and other coaches too but mainly African American women have always been shapelier and you know in my opinion with style and ahead of times and things like that dealing with kinky hair or whatever like that. And it's, it's not being respected. I don't know if it's because maybe we don't take hold of that and say, oh, yeah, this is the it thing. Or maybe we just don't get the credit for it. I don't I don't know.
2: think we take ownership in that. Like, I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like we, as, as black women, we've gotten to the point where we have lost sight of who we are. Mm-hmm. Like, we so busy trying to bleach our skin and make our nose smaller mm-hmm. but in real- and make our lips thinner. But in and reality, they doing the right, they're doing the exact opposite. So it's like we've made the standard. We mm-hmm. have truly made the standard. So in saying, like even wrapping this back into the Irish thing, like if we were to say tomorrow, June 19th is the best day in the world and put it all on Facebook and blast it and everybody blast it, they can be like, oh, my God, June 19th is it. Like I want to be June nineteenth. Like we got to do, do that. do you really
1: think that if they really knew what they read? Because I feel like white people run from any reminders of slavery. I feel like I feel like they don't like to. They it's over. That was hundreds of years ago. Get over no, it. No, no,
0: and, and not not to be the bag out here, but a lot of black people ate that. They, I, you know, what I mean, yeah, black people heard just... say, "Oh, slavery. Oh, it don't exist. They ain't no racist." Ben isn't. Carson. Right. Mm-hmm. It don't exist. What What did Ben Carson say the other day? He was like, um. <laughs> Other people... No, went, he, he says slaves are just immigrants. Yeah. They were just immigrants. And so many people came out and said, like, no, slaves were forcefully brought right. here. Immigrants came over because they wanted to go.
1: Immigrants are the Africans that are coming over here still to this day. They are immigrants. We were not... We... What if we ain't ever want to come here? Not to
2: mention Ben Carson <laughs> is ridiculous.
1: Oh, Lord.
2: man, his wife, boy. His wife sings Amazing Grace. I love her. I'm sorry. Goodness, <laughs> she's, his wife
1: sings. They seem like the perfect couple together. But, oh, uh, anyway.
0: they, they said Ben Carson and his wife. Somebody put a picture of them and said they look like they typed to read terms in agreement.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in form. <laughs> like, I just, like, I feel like we, like, we are our biggest enemy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the biggest thing is, is that not and not being racial, the biggest thing that gets me is that the white man and the white woman support each other. Mm-hmm. The Mexican man, the Mexican woman, they support each other. Mm-hmm. The black family will beat each other up immediately. They
1: each other pieces. Will
2: beat each other up immediately. <laughs> and so as soon as we finish beating each other up, the white man, the Mexican man, the Hispanic man, the Italian man, they now have feet off of that. Right. They oh, gonna just
1: take the bits and pieces. Of course.
2: Of, of course. Oh, well, you look ghetto with them box braids in your head. But the white girl don't think that the white man don't think that you know, and it's like now, now we we've lost the standard. Mm-hmm. We lose because we beat each other up,
0: right? We so, couldn't even capitalize on right. right. So
2: now you got being Carson able to say what he's able to say because mm-hmm. it's okay. It's not. It's not. It's not. not at all. And you, what 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 standard are we building? What standard are we like? I said if you if you gave the Kardashians the the moment and the momentum to say June nineteenth is that business they were building everybody thinking oh my god we gotta have a festival for June nineteenth
0: but you don't even know what you celebrate nope but okay all right again I'm gonna play the other side of this black people uh, music videos imagery Instagram quotes Twitter profits all that we we known for saying get your money put your money first money over bitches Mm -hmm. whatever 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 if you're chasing the money, which equates to power, correct? If you're, if you're chasing that, isn't that what Ben Carson is doing? He put the power over everything—his his, his culture, his race, and everything, his, his people's well-being. He he put he chased the power. He's he's doing that because he's chasing the the political office and the power. He he was already a surgeon. He he know first and he, heart surgeon. He right? should have just left it at that. Amen. But, but, but can people, can the same people that yell out, get get the money, put money over everything, money first, y'all yeah, want the wound and the wound could you really get mad over him chasing, I'm paying, I'm just playing the other side, I don't like Ben Carson, but it, can you really get mad at him for, for chasing that top spot, if that's, if he was putting money and power over everything?
1: Well, that's what I was saying in the last episode, like, black people are very individualistic now, like, we, it's about me, mine, and can't nobody tell me nothing about nothing versus 50, 40, 60 years ago, we was, we moved as one, you know, at least for the most part, majority people probably did. I'm not going to say all. cause Anyway, but um, I just feel like now it's, it is that culture of, you know, I don't know, I don't care what you doing over there, but this what I'm doing over here, you know, F you, whatever. Like it's just, that's what it's become. So I think, I think when it aligns with the same stuff people wanted to align with, then they're okay with it because Ben Carson is so unrelatable, I feel like, to a lot of black people. It comes off looking like, what the hell is he talking about?
2: My question to that is, do you feel like Obama and Michelle are relatable? What makes them relatable? Some, some black man is able to relate to Ben Carson. Some black woman is able to re, uh, relate to being Carson's wife. What makes the Obamas different from being Carson? A statement? Because yeah, it's
1: I it. Think it's, I think it's that whole
2: because he's style a, is different. But I'm saying, what <laughs> makes him relate? Like, he relates to somebody.
0: I hate to be this guy. I hate to be this guy. I'm just, just ignorant. mean, um, Carson comes off very coonish. Yeah. Very buck dances. Very <laughs> He's uh, very Steven from the Django. Yeah. He's very stinker Steven from the Django. Yeah. He he looked like I gotta put on my tap dance shoes and I'ma tap dance my way to the top. Yeah, that's and
2: what that's exactly. Like. And that's what he's doing. But guess what? In the end, Steven died. I'm just
1: saying. So <laughs> yeah, look at ben, I mean So Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I mean and and I feel like probably since the beginning of Blacks in America, there's a, we always had Stevens, we always had Django's. you know what I mean? Like we've always had those people within our community. So I don't think
0: we, we. we drinking on the podcast. So you hear yes. the bottles, you hear the bottles popping. You know I spent like under twenty dollars for the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I think like. The, the reason why it's bad is because now those people have a platform. They got a bigger mouthpiece for people. So now they're looking at Ben, these white people in their mansions or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, see, that's what black people think. They, they're they just immigrants. When that's, he's, he's in a position that he's able to speak for black people. And that's not the voice we need to be speaking I'm for. I'm
2: sorry. Us. I'm not an immigrant. I'm from America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right. from, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs>
1: right. So, like, I clearly am not, like
2: podcast people. This is my first time. I'm very much a virgin. But I just <laughs> want to say I am far from a being Carson fan, but I also have to play the advocate and, the, you know, the devil's advocate on this. But I definitely believe that there is some black person that supported Trump.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh
2: Right? Yeah. There is some black person that was a Steven or Stevie-sha mm-hmm. that believed a that whatever... The stupid was they bought into it. Mm-hmm. In reality, none of them can afford to be Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. In reality,
0: you speak.
2: <laughs> none of them have ever thought that whatever this is Donald Trump is talking about is real. Mm-hmm. Okay, but being Carson is the advocate or the go through guy mm-hmm. for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He looks like me. Mm-hmm.
1: That's my African-American over there.
2: We're friends. (laughs) Yay. He's
1: my black friend. That's my black guy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, like, that's how, like, I always tell people, that's how you know when you're a racist. 'Cause when we gotta throw color and title in there, like, oh, that's my black friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a such thing. I just thought <laughs> we were friends. But right. I appreciate Asian. it. Like you put you put him in your cabinet just to say solidify. Right. I'm not racist. That's what I'm he gonna, did with trying to
1: bring you, Steve Harvey up yeah. to the White House and all that. Oh, he of got those black women with him. And of him.
2: course his wife is from Memphis. She shut it down. Okay, you know, no, he not gonna oh, be. Yeah, in an I, I heard
0: she was not. She was no, not really? for it. I, I heard she was like, know. oh no. Nah. She
2: was not. Nah, she bro. was like, I'm from Memphis.
0: No, nah, we don't do that. So so let me ask you something. So what do you think about Steve Harvey? Uh so he got he was he had got on the show, whatever. He was like, he's so hurt that black people were coming at he him. Was crying. And, you know, because his ratings had fell. I don't know if it was temporary or whatever, but his ratings had fell. and he was crying. He was like, he just tried to do something for us, but he was just hurt that we attacked him.
1: No.
0: I feel like. Hmm.
2: That's a really good question. <laughs> I feel like that was more of a branding and marketing yep. thing. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like, first of all, Steve Harvey's very really smart. He ain't no dummy. No, he's mm-hmm. far from that. So I get more publicity. Once again, we just finished having this conversation about the white woman. The white woman supported Trump grabbing vaginas. Mm-hmm.
1: Kissing them in the mouth and Right. all it's
2: a It's a locker room talk thing. I support it. So, if I can get them on my side, and I got the slot that every housewife is looking at, I'm gonna get him on my side. This has nothing to do at the end of the day, this has nothing to do with money. This is about power,
3: yeah mm-hmm. When you
2: become wealthy, this has nothing to do with
0: money, yeah yeah it's a you, are a you, you got,
2: right, you got to think about it. Donald Trump already making the money. Being Carson already making the He's money. He's numb to
0: money. It's, right.
2: It doesn't mean that nothing I, to I make a mil- My mama gave me a million dollars for my business.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So here I am now. I don't need I don't need the money. I got it. Trump. It is what it is. It's all about the power. Yeah. Donald Trump is able to say, I got this Excuse my language. I got this nigga over here, T- Steve Harvey. Oh,
0: we don't excuse for that, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, here he is. He want to be powerful on TV. Mm-hmm. He want to be the next whatever. Yeah. Here he is. It doesn't matter. Like Steve Harvey's amazing. He's a very God-filled man and I totally appreciate it. But in in reality, he know that the next move for him to make is a good strategy of chest. I got to take it. It. And if we as African Americans can't figure that out, we stupid. I'm just being real. I, it sucks to say that, but like you got to really think about what what his next move is. He already got to the level, and he didn't plateau. I I got I got the the suits. I got the hair. I got the 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 bacon. He got oh, all yeah, this. mean, man got bacon. He yeah. right. He got multiple streams of income. What do I need next? It's not the money. Now I need the power. How do I get the power? Why not get this this crazy white man that don't want nothing, that ain't talking about nothing? Let me get him on my side because now he going to put me in front of the TV. Now the black people might hate me, but the white woman and the white man love me.
1: But see, that's what I'm saying though. Why is black people, we always got to sell our own souls down the river for us to feel like we got to advance? Like he said, because, okay, black women went we out and all his we, books. We, we can't
0: sell ourselves down the river to each other because there is no upside to that. We we don't have enough. Absolutely, we don't have well, enough to absolutely. climb up. Absolutely, they who, they have it.
2: At the end of the day, we not buy our own products. No, we not. Who at the truly, Taryn? If you said today, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a glam me box. And really go for it and get it get it popping for real. Who buying it? Are we
1: buying it? Very few.
2: We're not going to buy that. But if you market it towards the white woman and the white man, who buys it? They buy it. They're going to they gonna eat into it.
0: So, to your point, we won't, we won't invest in our own products, right? Of course um, not. But we'll spend $2,000 on a pair of Giuseppe shoes.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course. Versace. Cartier. And then I, I'm not
0: above that because I like I said I'm in the shoes and I'm pretty sure limited amounts of Black people make those shoes or own the companies that I'm, I'm buying from. Um, but it's just it's something to sit back and kind of think about with yourself like, yo, like what's going on here? Like why? Like me and Terrell riding around uh, in in, a, in North Atlanta in the Asian side of town. They got their own grocery store, their own shopping mall, their own flea markets. And guess what they shot? We, we, we used to rent a room to a Spanish guy. He would travel well outside this area to go to a Spanish spot mm-hmm. before he spent money in any part of this area or any other, even a, even a white area. Mm-hmm. They spend within their own. Mm-hmm. And last podcast, me and Taryn was talking about because I drove past- he didn't this, even have a car. I drove past this abandoned uh, Target and I was like, oh, it'd be dope to get that. And uh, it's, uh, it's up there on, on National, real black side of town. And, uh, have our own black-owned grocery store so they can skip the Walmarts, the Kroger's, and come right to the black store and spend, make that dollar circulate right back. But then I was thinking that the attitudes of black people I would have to deal with, oh God, it would make me miserable. The how they treat stuff, how, people, niggas probably steal from me all the time, probably have to fight niggas all the time, just to own and operate in a store. And then that still doesn't guarantee that black people won't ride right past my black huge establishment and go right to that Walmart. Right. I just want
2: to say this little known fact being black uh, <laughs> little known uh, fact for
0: being black <laughs> <With but Arnisha. laughs>
2: Christian Louis Baton is an African American really he's an, he's not technically he's a French American black American he's black mm-hmm. he's just very light skinned tan you're very light skinned you could probably pass for like a tan 50/50 <laughs> it's cool but he's black and like Pete, Jadenna,
1: like looking type Like
2: black? Jadenna.
1: Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: He's black, and they buying his shoes. Wow. And because of the standard, if it was a black man making this shoe, and he looked black, mm-hmm. we wouldn't buy the shoe? That's true. It know. shuts it down every time. And Oprah Winfrey was the epitome of that shoe. She wore a shoe all the time. Never told people that she was a black man made it. Wow, I never knew that. I
1: didn't know that.
2: And here the white woman buys the shoe. Like I said, it's not about, it's not, it's truly not about the brand. It's truly about the market. The market is not us. The market is the white woman. You got to learn how to tap into the white woman. The black woman
0: woman will fall in after that because they want to be with whatever white woman got. Mm -hmm. But I'm okay with that though. But I need more. I'm okay with us selling to them and them being the consumer.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm fine. As long as their doing.
0: dollars come into us and we're able to appropriate it to the right place. Right, but why are we not buying into us? Right. We will become
2: stronger if we buy into us.
0: Let, let me play the other side of the ball. I agree with you 100%. But let me play the other side of the ball. Taryn and I feel about this. Me and Taryn went to go get the car, an oil change. I said it's on the last podcast. But we went to the car, take the car to get an oil change. And we went to this, this black mechanic shop where it's all black people working in there. I said, yeah, can I get an oil change? It was middle of the day, Wednesday. Nobody it was really Friday. It. Friday. No, it
3: wasn't. Yes, yeah,
0: it was. Okay. Well, it was, it was a day. Nobody was up there. <laughs> it was working hours. Nobody was up there. There was one car in the bay. They had several bays open. And he said, yeah, come back between uh 1 and 345. I was like, three, four hours for an oil change? And he was like, yeah. And I, and then I was like, well, all right. Well, I got somewhere to be, so I'm going to have to. uh I'm gonna... well, We actually waited for hour. We waited for like, hours, hour some changes, to think you know, there ain't no cars in the bay. They didn't even bother to move it. And I went back in there. I was like, yeah, I'm going to just take my car somewhere else. He was like, so? Just gave me back. My key, didn't care. Went to the white uh place up in Alpharetta, found a coupon or something. They had ladies there or something. And this man was up underneath the car. He seen us pull up. He jumped from, stopped doing a middle oil change, ran up and said, hey, guys, how you doing? Having a good day? Come in. Let me talk to you. Service that's explaining different grades of oil oh, was just so nice and friendly. And me and Terrence are like, it's a goddamn shame. Mm-hmm. Walking into the black place, they act like they didn't even see us. They didn't even care we were there.
2: So I'll give you an example. It's funny that you, we are having this conversation. I have been in service all my life. Mm-hmm. All I know. Don't know anything else. As you know, like we talk about bougie food all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm totally for the bougie food. Why? Because I believe in service. Not because I believe in the food, but because I truly believe in the service. And I go out to eat a lot. We can have a million podcasts about this because I go out to eat once a month faithfully to a nice restaurant. And I will spend money just for service. Mm-hmm. But we went to a um, couple of days before I went to church. We went to a revival. We were having church and we were so excited. Hey, like we're going to get a couple of things. Let's get a couple of bites to eat before we go. Burger King right across the street from my church. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I eat a veggie burger at Burger King. Shout out to Burger King for the veggie burger. Excited. <laughs> so we at Burger King getting a veggie burger. I'm getting a veggie burger. I said in the in the um at the door. Hey, I want to get a veggie burger. Add cheese. She said veggie burger. Oh, Add god. cheese.
0: Oh
3: god.
2: I said. You know, you insecure now, like. I mean, I, hold up. I, 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 yeah, I think I want that. I think I want that. She was like, "Yeah." uh, Well, I right, pull around.
0: All uh, right, you, already, you know already know what it is.
1: <laughs> Instantly in
2: my brain, I'm kind of like, "Did this okay?" Put it, pull it back right. all the way from the freeze. Right. So okay. So you know, I get my money. I'm ready. I pay the first girl. I'm like, okay. Hey, first girl, how you doing? Because I'm super nice. Me, I'm nice. Indicator. Let's get the the burger excited. When I get to the window, not did I speak, not did you say anything to me, not did you even think, ask me, that I need any condiments? You just stuck the food out the window and you was like, nigga, you gonna take this? (laughs) (laughs) And then... I look at you and I, and I say to myself, you know, if I wasn't going to church, I would cuss you out. <laughs> but because I'm going to church. But by the grace of God. I'm going to hold my hand and I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus, for this food. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I'm going to fill this review out about your crazy hysteria. Right. Because you've lost your mind if you yeah. think that this is okay. But I can go to Af I gotta travel outside of two eighty five to get great service. That's mm-hmm. yes, true.
1: When did this become a thing? Yo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm gonna say to all the time, he be like, how do managers or people that own these fast food places, like, how do they just not like do they just not care that they're people that they're hiring? Is but it's, it's it's
0: usually black people. I'm dead I'm, yeah. i mean, I hate to come down on us and I love us to death, as I say every podcast. But it's time for somebody to be like, check it, be like, yo, come on, let's tighten up. We, we, we got all the, like you said, we're the most, we're probably the most powerful race to ever grace this earth that don't use it. Of course yeah. not. You go to an interview, you go into an interview
2: and they hate us. They hate us coming in. They don't even know why they hate us. You mad because you like, well, why Why you hate me? I ain't do nothing. My name Ronisha. Like, I tell people all the time I laugh and giggle about it. But like, my, I'm an 80s baby all day. My, I was named after my father with an Isha. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy named Ronald. My name
3: Isha.
2: Ronisha. Cool. We good. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But I laugh because here we are in the struggle because we got to make sure our name right. We yeah. got to make sure our hair right. We got to
0: talk right. Right. We yeah. got to
2: look a certain way. We can't wear the skirt. Like the same chick that bought her dress at H&M, she got hers on, white girl. She cute in it. But mm-hmm. here I am. I can't have it because I got too much hip. Mm-hmm. I got too much You boobs. look too sexual. Right. Yeah. So now I'm somebody. Like the sexy teacher. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was too much, but she wasn't. She just had hips and curves in places that the white girl didn't have. So I'm a threat. Yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. I'm a threat. I ain't got no convictions. I ain't been in jail. I ain't did nothing wrong. But I'm a
0: threat. What What's the threat? Let's Let's get in. What is the threat that you present? I'm that black. I present. You know.
1: I'm black. I, th- I think I-, I think it's intimidation. I think they don't understand us. I think they fear us in a sense, especially with like towards the man. Like if you're not because white women, they love a good gay black man all day. You know, they snap, snap, and they on housewives with their purses and shoes. Yes. But the minute they see, you know, a Philando or whoever else didn't got shot, you know, it's like, oh my God, he's scary, he's crazy. And they could be the same si- size, height, weight as their husband. But now, because he's black, because he's darker skin, because the way he wear his clothes, now he's about to kill you, rape you, or whatever. So
2: I work with... This podcast is very much serious. I just want everybody to know that who listens to this podcast. (laughs) But I work with people that are very much intimidated by African Americans.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And particularly, like a couple days ago, I was at work, and this man came in. He had dreadlocks. In my lifestyle, I think dreadlocks are beautiful.
3: Mm.
2: My coworker said, I mean, he just looks very dingy. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. And so in my brain, I was like, well, you really stink, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's dingy. Like what makes him dingy? And I didn't know that was a such thing. Mm-hmm. And so she kept going and she was just like, I mean, like he needs to put his hair up or clean his stuff up. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to take a bath. Right. <laughs> right? But what makes you so freaked out about this black man? Like, this black man ain't did nothing to you. Mm-hmm. He came here to deliver flowers. He leaving. Mm-hmm. What makes him so scary right? and so dingy mm-hmm. that you are intimidated by this African-American man? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Is it the fear of
0: the unknown, though?
2: I, I believe that. I think so. I, I believe that. I
0: believe that. So let, let me tell you this. In my old job, working with a lot of white people. Um, I think on the surface level there were there were pretty cool people. But I think when you delve deep into it, they had a lot of unknowns that came out. Yeah. So so say if a car got went missing in a in a uh in a rough part of town, which we would consider say Western or something like that, he would call me over to his desk and say, Hey Thomas, do you know anything about this side of town? Mm-hmm. Where is I'm this like, at? Out of the whole office, why do you think I hang out on that side of the town da- on mm-hmm. that side of town? I don't present myself like that. I'm working next to you. Mm-hmm. What would what, what make you think, why do you ask that white guy that's sitting right in front of you, the desk right in front of you, does he know this side of town? He used to do that all the time, thinking like... Well,
1: when somebody black would come in the office, oh, um, he would private message, send me their account, I think they're fraud. Automatically off the rip if they were black, or they looked young, or, you know, just like a typical They do that
2: at like my job. Mm-hmm. Right now, like, even even to this day, we had a, um, for Valentine's Day, we had a guy come in, black guy wanted to spend $500 on roses. And don't get me wrong, when I saw him, I was kind of like, Mm, he's pretty sketchy.
3: Mm-hmm. Right,
2: That was my idea. But once I got to realize he's whatever, he's just a random guy. Call me, he want flowers for his chick. Cool. So when I when I started to recognize, my coworkers like, he not going to pay for this. He ain't got no money.
3: Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. not
2: going to do this. Well, you don't know him. I don't know him. Right. Oh. What makes him different or what makes him whatever you thinking in your head to where you, he can't be in here buying $500 worth of flowers for his woman. Mm -hmm. You don't know what he doing. So in the midst, I kind of got deeper into it. I asked him, I was like, Hey, so like, what are you doing? He was like, Oh, I'm proposing to my chick tonight oh no. so you proposing and you're getting flowers and you're getting rose petals and you're getting this and you're getting that so this is not just a little thing this is big Right. so of course you're gonna go big Yeah. but because you everybody in here think right now that you stealing and you got a fraudulent account mm-hmm. this is now a thing but if a white man walked in here with that same instance would you believe that
1: no, no. you will
0: fully assume it's okay
1: yeah, mm-hmm. because oh, he...
0: because he's supposed to do that. He he it's acceptable for them to do that. Let let me let me branch off real quick and tell you the other side of that, which I hate even worse. If you're a black person servicing me or me servicing you, and you treat white people in front of me oh, yes. better, of course, then you treat me. But I'm supposed to though. That would make me go. That's
1: the... piss-
0: that's that's even worse
1: than. But you But I'm treat supposed me bad, to though. Like...
2: But I'm supposed to. But I'm supposed to. You know why? Because the white man going to tip me and we're going to get real serious. The white man going to tip me. Do you know there is a standard in in restaurants? There is a standard that the white man is the one that's going to tip you the most. The black woman is the one that's going to tip you the least. Mm. That's sickening. Every time I go out to eat, I don't care if you give me bad service or not. We just went out to eat at a restaurant in here in Atlanta and it was a Valentine's Day. Worst time to go out to eat. Worst day to eat. Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Go out to eat. Server was horrible. Oh, I only been here two months. <laughs> I don't know about this menu. I just heal. <laughs> Why are you serving me then? Right, son. Because I'm black. Mm. I don't want you to be my server. Mm. But I still got to tip you.
0: So you have to develop I, a standard.
2: Right. Because I have to have, once again, we back at a standard.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We back at the standard. Like we build a standard now we don't even uphold.
0: hmm Which I didn't is quite I didn't even think about it on mm-hmm. that side.
2: Because now we we are in a situation where we as African Americans, we get we make the box brace and we get the booty and we get the titties and we not we not even confident in it. Mm-hmm.
1: And they looking at us
2: like, well, we want what you got. I want what you got. Because mm-hmm. the white man going to come over and mess with Becky. They cool and having kids with Becky, but they want Shaquanam.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you said something that's just making me spiral. I'm not going to go this deep on it right now, but spiraling me into like a deep. So if I get bad service from a black person, right, mm-hmm. I still need to love you enough to, to tip you. Even because to show you even it's in the face, even, even, even in the face, <laughs> even in the face of where you're being nasty to me, I'm going to be so good to you that you're going to have to deal with that. My
2: friend said she just went to, now, you know, I'm, I'm real bougie when it comes to restaurants. Mm. My friend said, I just went to rest lobster and ate with my friend and they gave me bad service. Now she's a service manager. So clearly that means she is truly making sure the servers are in managed space. Mm. So she is all over the place when it comes to management and serving. So she was like, I just had the worst service. She gave me a whole story about her experience at this restaurant. And I said to her, first of all, I said, well, why would you even go there to eat anyway? (laughs) That's horrible. I would never go there to eat. We were just talking about this in the kitchen. And I said to her, I was like, well, you should expect that. Because that's all that's served there. It's black people. Mm. Not to mention, they not looking for you to tip them. They waiting on Billy to come in and pay their bills for the rest of the week. Because mm. Billy going to make sure he make sure he give his service. Even if it was bad service. He's going to do his due diligence if it's 20%. Because now the standard rate is 20 just to make sure everybody pays 20%. <laughs> when
1: <laughs> they I, I was like, what happened to 15? <laughs> but,
2: you know, like, we we are no longer in a standard to pay. That's not a thing. The, the The black person is paying 15%. They paying 16% or even 10 But the white man giving 22. The white man giving 20. He giving what he needs to give to make sure he's done his due diligence. I know they making $2 an hour. I know it's getting taxed. I'm going to just give him 20%. I'm never going to come back to the restaurant. They gave me bad service. I don't really care. I'm, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you, you being sister Shaquana over here, I ain't going to give her nothing. She suck. You don't know that she ain't making $2 an hour. You don't know that she back here washing dishes.
0: You don't know her manager yelled at her and she still got to come out to you.
2: Right. You don't know her story in the back. Because at the end of the day, she's a server and she's servicing you. And drop no, it. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks. It does. Yeah. I've been in situations where I've served people, especially African Americans. They come in and they go, I want water with no ice, extra lemon. And then you get to the table and you forgot the lemon. Well, where my lemon is? <laughs> Girl, it takes five seconds to go get lemon. Let me go get your lemon. Well, why it takes so long? I ain't going to tip you. I'm going to give you $5. Oh, wow. So I'm going to give you $5 service. So now you mad. So between the two of them, once again, we set a standard. Mm-hmm. So now if I'm a server and you telling me you're going to give me $5, every time somebody come up to me, I'm going to give you $5 service because you black. But the white man come in there, he give me grace. He give me, oh, my God, we're so excited. Of course, I'm gonna be a Steven. cause Steven <laughs> gonna pay my bills. Did you whatever uh, Mr. Candy? Mr. Candy gonna pay my bills for the month. When Sister Shaquan over here is not gonna pay my
0: bills, sucks. So it's it's almost like a cycle on both ends. Yeah, it's almost like all right. So me as the I want great service from the server, but I could be the one that acting ignorant. I ain't gonna tip you. What the fuck? Taking you so long? (coughs) Hurry that shit up! I ain't paying for this. I don't care if I ate three thirds of the plate. (laughs) (laughs) I left a crumb. I I, I left a crumb on there, or it could be the other end. When I walk in and say, "Hey, how you doing? Can I get a uh, number three or whatever?" What? What you want? Uh, We ain't got it on me, you know. Up no more. It's broke. I write
1: this (laughs) message. You know how many times... How you go to McDonald's? <laughs>
2: yeah. I said the other day, I said to a friend of mine, I was like, it's funny how you go to McDonald's all the time and McDonald's
0: say, it's broke. Mm-hmm. But you go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, that thing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chick-fil-A because <laughs> they they master customer service. Like oh, my yeah. opinion. Black, mm-hmm. white, in between. Yeah, they, have, they. Hey, how you
1: especially doing? fast food.
2: Even, you know, and I say all the time, like I tell people all the time, when I, especially when starting a business... I say to people all the time, the one thing that I admire and the one company I admire the most is Walt Disney. Disney is the number one company for customer service. Everybody markets their business on being like Walt, Walt like Disney. Mm-hmm. Because Disney has amazing customer service. Chick-fil-A ain't too far behind.
1: Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. Oh Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is,
2: is, is, is amazing with customer service. You go to McDonald's, they trying to get you out the window. Can you pull to the front? Mm-hmm. Just pull up. Well, oh, I'm still waiting on my well, you just pull up. We ain't got you, no what fries what right what now. When, when they, they, they
1: waiting to drop. But I'm
2: gonna tell you the real secret I learned. A couple, a friend of mine told me this. If you want hot fries, tell them you you don't want them
0: with no salt. Yeah, I heard that. You don't want them no salt. Um. You gotta gotta make a fresh batch.
2: And I said, Well, hallelujah, Jesus! <laughs> yes, I need some good old hot fries. So every time I pull up now at McDonald's, can I get some salt? No, some fries with no salt, please. They be like this mother... Yep.
0: <laughs> so, so let okay. We're gonna we're gonna return to this because I know last episode we jumped on this and I know a, a few black people, white people, and green people done turn this off. But uh, <laughs> let's, let's let's continue on that service tip. But let's move it to like a. I was thinking about this. When is accepting bad service in a relationship? When is it time to be like yo from either end? I'm not with this no more. Like when is when is your emotional off button? When when can somebody be? what, what is that breaking point like? Because I feel like a lot of times my I have friends. I told you my friend whatever, mm-hmm. uh, their his girl whatever yo yo him up and down a lot. But he doesn't have he doesn't have a good breaking point. Uh, you know he went through a domestic violence situation before. He doesn't have a breaking point. But when is that service? Because a relationship is, is nothing but you know service. I'm supposed to service you. You are supposed to service me. Like. When when have we hit that point where we're like, yo, it's a little too much. Like, when is that breaking off point in a relationship to y'all, as women? When is it? To, like, when is that point for y'all? Hmm.
2: I'm gonna let you go first, turn.
0: That's deep, mom.
2: <laughs> That's really
1: deep. It's, yeah, you gotta stop and think about that for a minute. But um, I would say probably the simplest answer is probably when, cause. I feel like each woman kind of got their own Absolutely. barometer of, and it, it can even vary from person to person because you might get with one dude and your tolerance level was this short with one dude. I need and an this example. <laughs> anyway, I I, I might give an example, but oh, what exa-
0: from season one oh. to season? We need
1: examples. Okay, so let's say I'm trying to think what was the situation with me. Okay, so I had an ex. Going back to what we were saying, um, first probably in the kitchen before we started the podcast, but, um, you might get it with an ex. It's like, okay, you kind of on your own, you independent, you know, you kind of doing your own thing. But then you, you get with a guy that you like so much that you kind of look past some of the faults that you wouldn't have. So you might have valued somebody that had his own or you know had his own money or whatever. But now you kind of turn into now you taking care of him. So, I was in that situation before, previously, not with Thomas, but previously. And, uh, yeah, yeah, nah.
0: <laughs> you well, you always,
1: <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> you always say that.
0: Ain't, you ain't never bought me nothing.
1: <laughs> I bought you stuff, but not. Ta- it's the difference between Bonsie to do something versus taking care of I'm his just playing. daily life. I'm down. Just playing. But anyway, <laughs> so it was to the point where, you know, you, you got to do for you and him. And like I said, it could vary from dude to do. one dude. You might just be like, "Well, no, nah, I ain't but, dealing with but that." But isn't that but
0: shouldn't you want to do right? No, you should want to do, dif- but you shouldn't. I think there's a difference. I think
2: that that at you should get to a point where the one, of course, the woman is the the one that is more the housemaker, the nurturing. She, you're right. She's the n- more nurturing, more cherishing one. One girl was going to be in the house, but I should never. A woman household is a full time job. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: think if she has a job, mm-hmm. a full time job, and then she gotta come home and then do another full time job. And deal a, with you. Right. That's a process. So not only if you asking her, okay, well, listen, I gotta deal with. No, you should never want your woman to deal with so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Do I have a breaking point? You fucking right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Excuse me, but I'm just saying. I <laughs> had a breaking point. But I have got to, especially at my age now, my tolerance is high. Mm-hmm. And I can deal with a lot, but I can't deal with too much. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think it, it it elevates as you get older. As course. you go through more experience you kind of feel like, okay, well, I done been there. I ain't trying to waste right. my time. You know, you kind of learn, well, hopefully, I, I, I from your mistakes. I don't
0: know, because I've, I've, some much older than us, but probably say ten years later uh met women not in relationship, but just know of them, and they 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 deal with a lot I don't think they're I don't necessarily think that they're a uh, level i think there's it's, it's a level I don't want to say desperation, but it's like hey, right. I'm this age, I'm here now, I got got kinda gotta take whatever I can get,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always an exception to the rule, and I feel like with those women, they probably um. Yeah, it probably they probably got to a point where they're desperate now or they might have gotten, they might were in a relationship, a long-term relationship when they were young. And maybe this is kind of like their first time really in the dating world. You know what I mean? Like let's say they got married young or um they were just in a long-term relationship for a long time and now they're just dating and it's a totally new thing. They might haven't built up those failures just yet. Well, I
2: also look at it as this. When a woman learns who she is, she wins. Like there's nothing better than being a woman. We make man.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there's truly nothing else better than being a woman, not to mention a black woman. I just <laughs> me, I'm amazing. so in saying that we we dummy ourselves down to be like the housemaker mm-hmm. and the homemaker, but in reality, like we that chick, mm-hmm. he can't live without us. I got laughed because my stepmother died um, in January. My dad said um, maybe a couple weeks before she had passed, he was like, I don't know how to live without her. I don't know what to pull out of my closet. Mm. How crazy is that? Mm -hmm. How crazy is that? You've been living 20, 30 years without her. And now here she is. She's your wife, and she's been your wife for twenty years, and you don't even know how to live without her.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't know how your life is supposed to function without
1: her.
0: He can't even remember before right. it was before her. her. That that's mm-hmm. so real that you just said that because I know like even we like before Taryn, like I already had my own businesses, I already had things up and running. But even like every now and then, I think like I don't even know how I would be here at the level I'm at now without her. Like I I, I can't I can't unpiece the puzzle. Right, right. It's like, but I I was doing some things by myself, and I guess I never thought about that is the power of a woman. Like, like she she can run her own ship and uh, curtsy yours too, you know. Of course, but I never I never I never thought about it like that.
2: And you and even in saying it, like in service with women, women just in general, like we 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 lose because we give everything. Mm. We give everything, you know what I'm saying, and it sucks because we are so caught into the fact of, like, well, I have to make sure he's okay. Yeah, I have to make sure the family's okay. I have to make sure, like, we as women, yeah, we lose.
0: When when is when is that when is that breaking point? Like, how far can somebody a loved one push you to? Is like that's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, to is like nah, bruh.
2: I think for me, the breaking point becomes when I lose myself Mm. for me, like for me, when I become like my last, my previous relationship, um, I was in a relationship with a person and I thought I was 198 pounds. Like I was healthier. I was wiser. I was moving in a direction where my business was thriving. I was amazing.
3: Mm.
2: Like I was focused. Black girl magic. (laughs) Black girl (laughs) hashtag black girl magic. And then I got with a man. Black man that had potential.
3: Mm -hmm. Black
2: man. That could be amazing, and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Two Can Play the Game. Yes, where Regina Harper gets with With, Bobby Brown. with gets with Bobby Brown, (laughs) and he's like a no nothing nigga. Yeah,
1: and she fixes him up, and she makes him
2: perfect, and he becomes the Barbie doll Ken. Mm -hmm. And now he's that guy, and now he don't want to be with her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's like for me, I made this guy, I made him who he is. You want to be this great. You don't want to be homeless. Great, I got that. I can I can take care of that problem. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I've been in my apartment for six years. I've been in a in a stable space for six years without you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, what makes you come into the equation and think you did something for me? I'm not winning. You win. Yeah, yeah. But women, they lose themselves. We just had yeah. this conversation mm-hmm. about. How do women balance the fact of being great and having the 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 whole mm. nurturing status? You can't have both in this world, and it sucks because when have you ever seen a CEO with a family and kids?
1: And a family and kids that are happy—that's one thing. Because they right. can have a family and kids, yeah, you but can have, the kids need a, a nurse. Them. Mm. A nurse
0: raise your kid. What is it, a nanny? nanny. nanny right. Raise your kid. But so that's that's such an interesting dynamic. I'm, I'm just doing this because I want the fellas to. Take this episode to try to understand the un understandable by <laughs> uh but it that that dynamic is so interesting because i'm I'm wondering i'm, I'm put myself at, in, in in other shoes as y'all are talking i'm thinking if i'm if I'm with somebody like an Oprah right that's got millions of dollars and x y and z, I'm naturally gonna feel intimidated Shout I don't to understand Shot I'm gonna naturally feel he knows his place. I'm gonna naturally feel. I'm gonna naturally feel intimidated, right? So I wonder, can another Oprah, can another a male version of Oprah exist with Oprah? Of course not. Mm-mm. Of course mm, not. I don't think
2: so. There could never be something. Someone said to me a while ago. There could never be an alpha and an alpha together. Woo! <laughs> and I said to myself, that's so deep. Yeah. I
1: said, wow, I can't be with another alpha? Not possible. Or, or could it be like this? Could it be where, because I felt, like I've been in relationships in the past where I was the more dominant one right. in a relationship. But in my relationship with Thomas, I'm not. And I was always like, you know, I made the decisions. I was putting together furniture. Like, that, like that was me. Like, I was thinking of my life, your life, playing ours together. Like, I had it all. But when I'm in a relationship with Thomas, I'm able to play the the, the more feminine, the, the more subtle, the more submissive role in a right. sense. Where you came to me four, five, six years ago, and you would have told me this is what I would have like, done, whatever. Like,
0: Even in the beginning of our relationship or mid relationship, I would see noticing little things where. Um, I would get something. She's trying to jump to put it together. I'm like, yo, let me do that. Like, or hanging pictures, or just. But look. if you've
2: always been the yeah, alpha, it's, it's very hard. It. Like you, and like, see, mind you, every relationship I've ever been in, I've been the alpha. Mm-hmm.
3: That's when really? you know.
2: That's when you know that he is that man. Mm-hmm. That's when you know that he is either your husband, or he is to be long term.
0: Is that a jewel right there? Because let, Let's. So do you know that a man is for you when, when you could do your own thing and have your own ship going, and he compliments you, but you're able to be submissive in some ways? And So it's
2: funny we even have this conversation, right? So the mm-hmm. man that I am with is very, he is very strong-minded. Mm. That's a great word to say. <laughs> but he is very strong-minded. And he has his opinion. And I'm like, nope, that's not what it is. He's like, no, that's what it is. No, that's not what it is. Who the boss? Oh, me, you. Okay. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Not me. And it sucks because I'm so used to being the dominant Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. But that's when you have to recognize what the true role of being a woman is. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, not to be spiritual, but I, I truly respect the whole Proverbs 31 woman because she get up and do everything she moving and shaking she making clothes she getting the house ready she getting the, the bills taken care of and the man get up and he think he didn't did everything yeah he mm-hmm. didn't do he that guy mm-hmm. but she made him be that guy and to be that alpha woman but be a beta is
1: powerful mm-hmm. in a whole nother spectrum in like, a way that we don't as women, I feel like we don't look at it in a powerful way. We look at it like, oh, you let him run over you. Absolutely. What's wrong? See, with you? Hold on.
0: There's a difference because a man knows his role, and what are y'all talking about? A woman understands her role.
2: Absolutely. See, the funny part is, let's let's use we let's be celebrities real quick. Let's use Beyonce and Jay. Okay, let's just use them. Beyonce respects the fact that she is be like she Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she don't she don't she don't
2: need Jay Z. She don't need Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. But she recognizes I'm the I'm the wife. Mm-hmm. She carries herself when they are together as the wife. I noticed mm-hmm. that. I noticed she that. She carries herself truly like I'm the wife.
1: Let me be the wife. And even when she's doing her awards or whatever she's talking about, like she always says, you know, my husband and I or like that's the little stuff I noticed because, you know, some women, when they be powerful, when they be in a relationship, they, they'll still say, well, me, you know, like, make it seem
0: like it's them, and then their husband Absolutely. is an afterthought. So, what do y'all say to the women? Because I know we're going to get those out there. And shout out to everybody with all your opinions. Uh, leave it in the comments. We love to converse, and maybe you'll give us something to talk about and bring you on the show about. But um, I know we're going to have these comments because we had them before. What, what do you say to the women out there that might say, or even some men say this? I have a frat brother who's all about... Equal fifty fifty as as in uh Rose. So how about the woman that says, I don't need I don't need no man to tell me this. I don't need no man to tell me that. She hasn't found the right man.
2: That's what yeah, it, that's I think what, that's it and that's what the real reality is.
0: I didn't realize that until
1: I got with Thomas. Like, cause if I like if I look back at my other relationships, like how I am in our relationship, is totally like it's weird. Like it's totally different. Absolutely. Like I feel like I'm a not a different person. Like I'm still me, but just a different version of myself in a sense. Like so I think that is it.
2: But you're stronger in your relationship with him. Right. Like I I just got out of a relationship 3 months ago. 4 or 5 months ago, whatever. I just got out of a relationship with a man that couldn't even take care of himself. Mm-hmm. So now I'm his mother. I'm his yes. girlfriend. I'm his whatever, whatever, and deteriorates whatever. A relationship and it cool destroys it. it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm with a man that, which is crazy. I'm with a man that is ten times more and can make a make his own idea and thought and be like, no, that's not what you're gonna do. Oh, okay, I'm not gonna do that then.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: tell me why I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, okay, you got a point. Mm-hmm. and I'm able to stand by that and that's why I say like you you want to be the woman you want to be you always want to hold yourself to a standard as a woman like yes we don't want to be out here frolicking and lollicking and being at thought because you don't but at the same time when you see this man that you with you want to be able to say like I'm with him like you not only are you a trophy piece but you that you that
1: you the CEO of the house, and I gotta be able to trust you. I think that's the key. Like where a lot of women, it, especially when they look at when people, I feel like attack it in the Bible. It's like, oh, well, he just say you know the woman, the wife's supposed to submit to the husband. But they say yeah, but the husband is He's also submitting as well. Woman. Right. <laughs> so it's not it's a two way street. Right. You like know what I mean? and
2: I like one of the things I love the statement um, pillow talks. Um, I definitely believe the bedroom runs it. Like. You, we can have a full conversation. Thomas can go and be the CEO of Coke tomorrow. But if if Terrence says, hey, that's not what y'all going to do with Coke, it's going to make it some way for him back into the no. boardroom to say, Yo.
0: oh, that's not what's going to happen. Yo, let me tell you something I've always said to my friends. We've always talked about and we pretty much generally agree on it. I think I've told Terrence this. Every war by the most powerful men, of every course. king, has always been started because of, a woman, a woman. Mm-hmm. of course. What does that say? He he commands kingdoms as far as I can see. But if he gets upset over a woman, you offend his woman, you try to take his woman, you hurt his woman, or his woman goes off to somebody else, or he wants your woman, that's that's power in that. Like mm-hmm. that's there's, there's, that's so much power. You, yes, we might be faster, stronger in some instances, some cases. But if at the end of the day, the desire is what you want, the heart's desire it goes wherever. That's the power, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, but you got to think, like, there's this... <coughs> excuse me. There is a... Um, there is one One of the coolest things to me is how women approach themselves. Mm-hmm. We don't hold ourselves... We've been talking about this standard all day. But we don't hold ourselves to a standard to be great. It's mm-hmm. women. Like, Taryn, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful woman. Now, okay. who is to say... That you can't do better than Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say that. I tell her that all the time. But but at the end of the day, like, you're a great woman. You got your own business. You thriving. You moving. You know what I'm saying? And we as women, we subject ourselves to be stupid. It -hmm. sucks to say that, but we do. We get to a point where we're like, okay, well, you know, he... He cheated on me 5 times and he got 3 baby mamas outside of me and I just got to deal with that.
1: Yeah.
2: But mm-hmm. well, what makes you like you said earlier like what's your breaking point? Mm-hmm. Like when do you get to a point where you say, you know what? I deserve better. Now you and Thomas are a powerhouse. Like you know I, I always tell you I feed off your energy. Absolutely. But what what gets to the point where you can say, I can't deal with your sex, your sixth baby mama. Okay. From me, you know, like, you, you deserve more. And we as women, we lose that. Black, white, rich, poor, we yeah. we mm-hmm. deserve better as women. And I don't want us to ever get, and that's just us having a conversation, not even us being on podcast. us as women to get to a point where we, it's not even about the man, it's about us being women. Mm-hmm. And you loving the fact that you are with a man, absolutely great. I'm excited that we are all in relationships, but... You gotta be strong in you before you strong with him. Yeah. If you oh, are definitely. not
0: strong with you, then you ain't. I think. I think that's a point. Even coming from, speaking from a man's perspective, a woman there's some attractive about a woman that has something going for herself already. And if 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 you start dating women from a men out there don't have anything going for themselves, it's, it's almost like a dead end road because that that ends that a lot of a lot of things end like. You you have a lot of dreams. You at least have to have dreams and ambitions. Like, you, you, I need you to have one or two of those. <laughs> one, or
3: two. one or two. I just need you to have two.
0: something. Because then... <coughs> then, like... So, then I have something to lose. Because I know that you... Without me, Taryn's going to go and get it herself. Like, her, her business ain't going to stop running just because I'm here or not. We compliment each other, but at the end of the day, she's still going to do her. And that... You have to give a man something to lose. If you, if you depend on him 100% for everything... He is your business. He is your lifeline. He is your dreams. He is your hopes and aspirations. He has nothing to fear when he does step out on you and cheat on you because you're his everything. He don't have nothing to fear. Like what 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 the fuck is she gonna do without me? Yeah, where she gonna <laughs> go. Hmm. It's have, your some, whole world. have something that you could stand on your, even a dream. Even a possibility. Oh, you might not have it now, but I know she already, always wanted to be a creative writer. She could she practices that every day she could possibly pop off. You know, that that's sex something sexy about ambition, in my opinion. I think that's, that's you like.
2: though. Some people some, mean, yeah. some men like
1: Yeah. Some
0: men dumb like ones. to be yeah and they like them to be totally dependent on them. Absolutely. I don't like that. Don't, don't be I
2: don't mean, be. but you're an ambitious man. So so you can't say, Oh, I want like if she walked around the house and like, oh my God, Thomas, like, what do you want me to do today? Oh no. <laughs> then you know instantly you you're not turned on. But there is a man. Mm-hmm. That is
0: appreciate a dumb girl. Oh, yeah. So, so good, good transition. I was wondering this, too. I'm glad I'm talking with y'all. So, what does the woman find attractive in the guy that stands in the corner all day? Oh, God. No real job.
1: <laughs> they the same, they two the
0: same, cut from the same cloth. But <laughs> what is the attractive? Don't you want to date up? So, what I'm saying, what is the attractive? It's not
2: always about up. It's always sometimes like, you know, I'm, I'm the queen of dating a thug.
0: It's
2: just me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I eat my situation now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but um, I'm queen of dating a thug, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've always thought Yes, so explain that. I have always been into the situation of dating someone that was, had an adrenaline rush. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like- he robbed a bank, oh okay, <laughs> that's great. Like, let's do that. Like, I don't want to rob a bank, but you can go <laughs> rob one, like go rob one. You know, Um. so, <laughs> dating someone that is like living on the edge is amazing to me. But as I get older, it's like, I don't really want to date a thug no more. I want to date somebody that used to be a thug. Like now, <laughs> now I have this, that, like a friend of mine used to say it's after five thug. They go to work. <laughs> They got a job, and then when they come home, they put the Tims on.
0: Shout out to my After Five Thugs. Uncle. Yes,
2: After Five Thugs. So, you know, I, I'm totally for the After Five thugs,
0: yeah.
2: Um, because now he's gotten his life together. But, halfway. Right, but halfway. You know, he got a little criminal record. He got a, got a story. You know, but I say that to say, like, we get caught into this trap of what we think we see. Like I like thugs because they're adrenaline rush for me, for me. Cause I maybe at one point I was the cookie cutter life. I didn't have that story mm-hmm. yeah. to tell. Mm-hmm. I was always the girl that went Opposition to church. Track. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I went to church every Sunday. I was always church Monday through Friday. Like it was a thing mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, from, you live like that, right? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, that's you real? did what? Oh my god, <laughs> let's, let's do it again. It's why
0: people watch movies, and yeah. to of course. Movies. Yes. Yeah.
2: So for me to be able to see that from a guy, that's amazing. Like I want to be with you. Yeah, but. Mm. I never, I've never been attracted to a nerd. What? They lame. Let me take your money. (laughs) I'm gonna take your money. You know what I'm saying? Like you got great money. Oh my god, you fix computers. Oh my god, great. I'm gonna take all your money. But a thug. It's just something like, oh my god, like you talk crazy you what like you beat somebody up that is cool like (laughs) oh my god because i never got to experience that life Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's just the adrenaline rush i'm a person that's made off experiences like i never feel like you should live life like day to day i feel like you should live life through experiences Mm
3: -hmm. like
2: this is an experience right now i've never done podcasts and i'm excited like Oh, my God, but we sitting here having a full conversation. <laughs> and I done had about a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> and I'm chilling, you know what I'm saying? But the experience is amazing. Mm. Life is an experience. When you die and you go to wherever that you think you may be going, what will be the the statement that you make? That you had an experience or that you was around here saying, oh, I lived and it was great. And what did you do? Nothing.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This man with robbed a work. bank and it was cool.
2: Like <laughs> that is some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I want to be able to say I experienced life and had an experience. That's just real life. I don't want to be in a space where, like, when I die, I want to be able to say I did everything on my bucket list.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when I drive long distances. If it's a straight road with nothing but trees on the side, I get sleepy. Of course, if it's a road with a couple bumps, a couple turns, something interesting to look at. I'm staying awake for that ride. <laughs> of course. And I think that's how the view of life is just a long road or one with twists, turns. It's kind of how you, what you do with them twists and turns. It's a difference. It's up to you.
2: And I tell people all the time, like one of my really good friends and I, we have a conversation about, um, we have this conversation and it's called the GPS,
3: mm.
2: God's Positioning System. And in that conversation, we always talk about, you are on a road and you're on a path going there. You don't know where you're going. You, you don't know how you're going to get there. You don't know your decision and where it's going to go. You're going to get rerouted. Mm-hmm. You're going to go a different direction. You may make a miss miss a turn, but God's going to always put you back on that path.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You may fall asleep at the wheel. You might have a bumpy road. But at the end of the day, you're going to get to where God wants you to go.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Regardless, if you are truly God's child, you're going to get to where you got to go.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I never expected in all the 31 years of my life that I would be here. I've had so much amazing experiences in my life, but I never expected to be right here. But God got me here for a reason. Mm -hmm. I respect the reason. I see the reason I move forward. Now the question is, are you capable of seeing the reason and moving forward? Some people see the reason and be like, that's too much for me. I can't deal with that. Mm. Let's figure something else Some out. Some people get stuck. Right. They get stuck at the they they tired and broke. They accidentally fell off a window, whatever. They had a problem. But in reality, the transition of this is amazing to be in a position to move forward in your position. Mm-hmm. To see God move you. Like think about where you were 10 years ago. That's a question to pose to you, too. Like, 10 years ago, where were you? What did you see in yourself 10 years ago? Right now. And now here you are, 10 years later. What would you say to your 10 years ago person?
0: Play the numbers. (laughs) Keep it moving. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I feel
2: you. Like, what would you say to that person? Because here you are as an adult. Because at 10 years ago, you weren't really no adult for real. You were just playing adult. Mm-hmm. Now you're a real adult. You're paying bills. You're kind of living in your life now. You're in your career. You're moving forward. So what, 10 years, what has made you who you are? Your positioning system.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: God has moved you in a position. And it might not have been where you wanted to go. It might not have been the route that you wanted to take. mm
3: mm-hmm.
2: But God said, you know what, Thomas, I'ma take you this way. Well, you like, God, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna turn this way. He like, okay, that's fine. You turn to the right. But I'm gonna reroute. Pay attention to how your GPS work.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Every time you turn right, it be like rerouting. <laughs> rerouting. And they figure out a way to get you back on the path that you was already going in. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you get back on that path, you done took all these turns and loops to get there, all these bumpy roads Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get there. And when you finally get there, you like, I was already going. But you had to take them shortcuts. You had to take them long routes. You had to take them bumpy roads to get to where you are. All of this that we having a conversation about, it's making us greater to be great people. Like neither one of us at this table are meant to be mediocre people none of us. You know what I'm saying? None of us are meant to be some random nigga working at Burger King. Sorry. <laughs> right. Shout out right. to all my
0: Burger King employees right. out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> Will you see me, show me some love. <laughs> <laughs> and give her an each her veggie <laughs> burger with cheese.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and some French fries with no salt. Okay. Hey. But, but, none of us are made, sitting at this table to be C average students. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. in here got Dreams, we all like Thomas and I. Funny that we even have this conversation. We both suffer from insomniac (laughs) because our brain moves more than we do,
3: right? Yes, right, you know
2: what I'm saying. So, here we are in a situation where we got all these ideas, we got all these ideas to move forward, but you take you got to take the bumpy roads to get to that move forward. Mm -hmm. And here, Taryn is, I already got it. When well, she got to backtrack, hold on, wait, that wasn't your route yet. Taryn, turn around. Go this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. It, everybody is moving into a, a GPS system. that may not be in the position that you want to move. We all going down the same path right now. Tomorrow may be different. Well, we all have to branch off and go different directions. But in this point, in this place that he is giving us, it is giving us the route to move forward. And it may not be what we want. But it's truly what God wants. And I ain't no I'm really trapped Jesus like we say this all the time. <laughs> I'm truly trapped Jesus. But, you know, I definitely believe that God is moving us in the direction of being great. And no one at this table, and I truly mean that for everybody that's listening, no one at this table is meant for anything less than greatness.
3: Right.
2: You know what I'm saying? I definitely see 2017 as being an amazing year. So, I have to speak that over each and every one of our lives. So, moving forward, we have to see that, you know, like, if we decide to be great, then it's not based upon us. It's because God put it in us to be great.
3: hmm
0: It's reality. Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you something, though, about, uh, shout out to my church folks who's feeling this, and my uh, <laughs> and my heathens with a reason is still listening. Yes, Trap Jesus. Real quick, um... So going back to that GPS thing. So God has a plan for you, right? God has a plan for me, God has a plan for Taryn. Have you ever had a plan in a clear path? And you was like, nah, God, that's not what I want to do. I I don't want to do that. Hmm. You, you look God right in the face. Nah, bro. That's not what I want to do. For the longest, I thought I was gonna be um in the music. I know every I know how to. Run Pro Tools and all that. I just knew I was gonna be in the studio, but God didn't have that for me in my path. I'm glad I still know the information now because I'm able to set up a podcast. But that wasn't what I was supposed to do. But for the longest, I looked guy in the face. I was like, Nah, bro, that's what I'm supposed to do. And it, you kept hitting them brick walls. So what I'm posing to you and you is what what do you, what can you tell our audience and listeners for those wondering like when they're trying to find a path or whatever, spiritual or not, whatever you believe. Uh, what do you do when you come to the walls where you be like, God, I don't want to do this. It's not for me. Do you always listen? Just a ca- candid conversation. Do you always listen? And if if you don't, then what? Mm,
1: hmm, that's deep. I don't mean to keep that right. right? Like, <laughs> like, you're, like, you're like, right?
2: like, this was not for the podcast. <laughs> right, like, right, right, like, right. right. Like, philosophical. I'm just like, sitting here like, oh, crap, I got to get real serious right
1: now. Um, I mean, no, I don't always listen. Um, and like Renisha just say like with the GPS, I feel like when, even when we feel like we know what's best, you still kind of stuff still kind of comes full circle and it might take a way lot longer than if you just would have listened, but, um, yeah, it, it still ends up, I feel like coming back around, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I would probably just say like 70% of the time I probably didn't. Listen, if I had to look back, but
2: you said 70 (laughs) girl beyond it. I I would say
1: 70. I would say 70%. But I feel like looking back on it now, with you still kind of get the lessons from it, but you kind of be like, dang, I should have just probably just should have went ahead and did what I was supposed to do versus trying to take my route. But
2: So I'm gonna say Jesus knows I'm very hard headed and i've never i'm like i'm i'm I, I believe in a relationship with jesus i believe in a relationship with god however i'm not religious at all i don't believe in the holy crazy of stupid of being an arrogant christian cuz i i just don't do well with that i'm not here to judge you whatever you do is what you do But I definitely believe that God has made me who I am for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm hard-headed for a reason. And when I came into this struggle with God, I was like, okay, you said you're real. I'm a quick person of challenge. Um, I challenge God a lot because if you say you're so real, show me. That's my biggest question to him every time. Like, you say you got this, show me. Like, even now I deal with the battle, and I say, okay, God, you got this, do it. And so many times he likes like to slap me in the face and be like, you look stupid now. You got egg on your face. And, you know, even at this moment I sit and say, like, I'm very petrified of the the blessings that God has given me. So many times we, as people of greatness, we see where God is sending us. You already know where God's taking you. You already seen it. Can't say you haven't. You seen it. But you so petrified of it, you don't even know how to deal with it.
1: Yeah. I think people are more afraid of success a lot of times. Of course. Than I go
2: else. to the gym. I remember when I was like that chick, and I was at the gym twice a day, every day, getting it. I was that chick. I had my my bills were paid. I was living good. I was doing good. And I could never understand why I was always second guessing me being great. How do you second guess being great? How are you Oprah and you second guessing being Oprah? Like how do you how are you Beyoncé and you second guessing being Beyoncé? Like you that chick, you at the top of your game. No one can be better than you, but you second guessing it. Why? Mm-hmm. What's your purpose? Like, I look at the fact that here I am, I'm a florist. Great. I'm super excited about being a florist. And there's so many people above me. But it's not even about me. Thomas said earlier today, special personality, special brand. See, I know I'm a great person. Anybody got to tell me that. God already showed me that. What's the principle of me believing in me? Mm-hmm. Do I believe in that? Nah, for real. I say every day when I go to work, I'm just trying to get my confidence together. Just trying to get my confidence together. I do flowers 10 times better than 90% of my coworkers. But because I'm so not believing in myself and I'm so selfless that I forget that I'm great at this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a natural talent. People tell me all the time, oh my God, your talent's so raw. How raw is
0: it? <laughs> I miss it. Oh, I hate talking to people like you. Let me tell you I hate talking. God always put people <laughs> like you in my path. I obviously I hate talking to people like you because you are people like you are so gifted and y'all have it right there. You're like, well, Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that?" I, my gift is a gift that a lot of people don't want which I don't really want, but it's there. I could recognize other people's greatness. <laughs> and I see so so many people so talented and other people tell them they talented and they're like, mm. I'm like, "If you don't give me that talent, God" And see what I do
3: with
2: it. Watch me. But, and see what but I you got to think about what you just said. Why would God give you that talent? Think about that. Why would God give that to you? Mm. Why would He give you that? God gave me the talent of discernment, right? Mm. God gave me the, the spirit of discernment. I hate every bit of it. Right? <laughs> I come into a room, I meet a person, I hate them automatically. I'm why like, do I too. hate mm-hmm. you? I don't even know why I hate you. Like, God, There's why? something about you. Like, there's out, something like. about you. And then as soon as you walk in the room and you didn't said the right, wrong thing, I'm like, that's why I didn't mm-hmm. like you. I hate that. Yeah. But here you are, you got the spirit to see other people's greatness. You don't even know. You say, I hate it. That's, a, that's the gift that God gave you. You yeah. got to deal with it. You don't want it. I get it. I get it every day. I, Sometimes I be like, God, I didn't ask for this girl. Like, I hate this girl in my job. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I hate her. And I be like, you stink. And I hate you. <laughs> every day. And you don't even do flowers great. we out for that. Right? You know what I'm saying? So it's all of this stuff. And it's like, why don't I like you? And then she say the racial thing that I expected her to say. It is right <laughs> every time, and there it is, mm-hmm. because like I said to you earlier, like it's not about black or white, it's about me loving you. Like that's the gift that God gave me to love. I don't like that gift. That I means I gotta put my differences aside for five seconds.
0: Ooh, that's hard. Right. That's hard. Mm-hmm.
2: I read the Bible every morning, every morning, Jesus. I read the Bible every morning, and every morning I say to myself. I don't want to read this. Why am I reading this? This is crazy. This is dumb. I don't want to do this no more. But then I have to realize that this is not about me. This is me embracing and expressing love. Now, am I doing it in my... No, I don't want to do this. I would rather sleep another hour, but I'm up reading the Bible every hour because I have to get this understanding for others to see love through me. That the love that God showed me was here. It's real, and we're not getting spiritual. Trust me, we're not getting spiritual. Because oh, yeah, we, we are. I'm the professional cusser. <laughs> <laughs> but I recognize that this is the gift that God has given me. So I have to express it and tell it to everybody. Like it's cool. Like we chilling. Like you know, what I'm saying we the millennials and we chilling. We all having a good time. We embrace life. We love it. But we also have to recognize that the gift that we have been given is different. Everybody has a different gift and talent. Every like, if you told me tomorrow, Taryn, I'm gonna do your hair, I'm gonna be like, girl, go ahead, cause I know nothing <laughs> <laughs> about hair. You tell me tomorrow about gadgets and gadgets, Thomas, I'm gonna be like, cool, cause I know nothing <laughs> about no. But if you ask me tomorrow about making some coloring books. Let's go, cause I got it. I'm gonna color, and we're gonna sew, and we're gonna get real creative and paint walls perfectly, because that's what I love to do.
0: You, you you know what's dope about that? Just pulling from what the pastor said to me before. You you gotta be okay with operating your gift, right? Um, because I want to be a basketball player, right? I want to be <laughs> six seven. I wanna I wanna dunk. I wanna I wanna do that. But hypothetically, say if I was a basketball player, right, and I was able to afford that Lamborghini, I tell Taryn this that Lamborghini, who's to say I wouldn't get it the next day and crash and kill myself? Mm-hmm. Who's to say that I'm, I'm not walking in these steps for this reason to keep me alive? Yeah, to keep somebody else alive. What's up? I I gotta go, but... Oh, you gotta go.
1: Oh, and uh, no, you mean you can continue going?
0: Oh, I mean, I didn't want to. Uh, Again, Taryn's tearing up the podcast and destroying it again. I am (laughs) not, I am not. But we we will uh, definitely have Ronisha back on the show. Can we have you back on the show? Sometimes, maybe. (laughs) Sometimes, we'll have her back on the show sometimes. What's your, uh, shout out your blog and everything so everybody can make sure you follow.
2: So my blog is Warren Forest. W-A-R-E-N-F-O-R-E-N. (laughs) est.com <laughs> and the wine
0: kicks in. Yes,
1: the wine <laughs> is in the building. So you said Warren
2: Forest. Forest. Yes. Okay. So my blog is named after. List. So let me explain what Warren Forest is. Um, there's two powerful women in my life. And those two powerful women, I wanted to give homage to which is my mother and my aunt. My mother died when I was a kid. My mom is pretty, my aunt is pretty amazing as well. The two of them women are awesome. So I wanted to give homage to them, but not be so cheesy. So I named it after their two streets. The two street names are Warren, Monty stayed on Warren, and my mom stayed on Forest and then. Nice. So I named it after them. Um, and I do flowers here in Atlanta, um, local business which is pretty awesome. I do Renisha Arlene designs, which is also amazing. So, which is pretty awesome. So I really love the whole Atlanta vibe. The wine has kicked in, it's great. So make sure
0: y'all go to her uh, website, check her website out. Uh, She's also a bomb, bomb ass florist. Mm -hmm. Uh, She'll plan your wedding. No, no, no! You won't plan the wedding. You know no. I will not <laughs> no, plan the no, wedding. No, no, I, no. Just no. no. I just make it pretty. Nope.
2: I just make it pretty. Thomas is tripping. <laughs> Let me tell you now. I got all the bum ass friends that were playing but do not, do not call me on some flower. I mean, on some planning, because I will tell you, she doesn't do that.
0: <laughs> y'all, if, if y'all enjoy having her on the show, which I know y'all did, we got so many more relationships things to talk about with her and keep going and understanding where she come from and I think she's an excellent excellent guest to the show. Leave comments, ask questions for her, check out her site. Keep rocking with us. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We need y'all to follow us and when you go on iTunes, big big help. We ain't ask you for no money just yet. Uh <laughs> make sure you go us on iTunes, subscribe to us, but uh leave what is it? Like five a review. review and five stars, say something cool. Um, if you have something bad to say, keep it yourself and We'll see about you. Okay. Not to mention, they're pretty awesome.
2: So, like, <laughs> yes. why not pick them and say five stars? Because they're pretty cool.
0: Right. So, you know, hold us down we're on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Ooh, Facebook, right. Google Play. We got some issues everywhere. So, find us, you know, or we're going to find you. Mm. So. Or we're going to find you. That's been dope. Again, Ranisha, thank you. Yes, it was a privilege. You.
2: Thank you so much. It was awesome. I have to come back and visit you guys.
0: You definitely definitely do and look for more to come with her. Uh, this has been another episode, dope episode. We talked about a little bit of everything. So it's been another dope episode sponsored by the Lick Oil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh If we got some issues, I'm Thomas. I'm Taryn. And we'll catch you on another day. Peace.